Hello, and welcome to the Equus Film and Arts Fest podcast, the only program for horse lovers who have a fondness for horses in film, art, and literature. Each week, we will have interesting conversations with equestrian filmmakers, artists, and authors from around the world, discussing the nature and challenges, as well as the triumphs of creating their work. Ready to talk horses and film and the arts? Here's your host, Julianne Neal, along with Lisa Dearson, festival founder and director. This episode of the podcast features Equus authors Joe B. Armstrong and Tiffany Noel Chacon speaking about their entries into this year's festival. We'll start with a chat with Tiffany and hear all about Jump. Next up, we'll have a chat with Joe B. Armstrong and hear more about the Horseman's Handbook. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Julianne Neal with JA Media Productions and the Equus Film and Arts Fest, and I'm so happy to be here today speaking again with one of our Equus authors, Tiffany Noel Chacon. Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Julianne. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I, I have to say I've been really looking forward to speaking with you. I'm an avid reader. And when something grabs me and I can't put it down, I will fall asleep reading it. And then I'll wake up the next morning and start again. And I just can't stop. That's the way I was with your book. And I'm going to hold it up. I don't know if you got a copy with you or not, but man, yes, I fell in love with the the whole world that you created around your characters, um, with Mila especially. And so tell us a little bit, I can tell from the first moment that you you already had some expertise in, in writing and the show world that you created around the Winter Equestrian Festival and everything that's going on in the book. So talk a little bit about that first, your background, your history with horses in general. Yeah, so I... I don't remember a time that horses were not in my life. My my mom is just like the quintessential horse woman. And I, you know, I dedicated the book to her because she mm-hmm. is the truest horse woman I know. And, you know, so I grew up, I mean, she rode when we were all in utero and you know, yes. we grew up like flashing around in horse troughs and that sort of thing um and so we as a family that was our our thing was horses and that's how we grew up and we did just about every discipline uh we started out barrel racing then uh, I showed and competed with Arabians for a, a long time and then uh we did dressage we did um you know, all, all kinds of things. I even did like side saddle sometimes. So, oh, wow. Cool. Um, yeah. And then the kind of the last discipline that we did as a family was, was show jumping. And I grew up in South Florida and in, in Broward County, Fort Lauderdale area, which is very close to Wellington, which is mm-hmm. jumping capital of the world. Absolutely. And so that was, I mean, we would every week, you know, pile the horses into the trailer. 
we would go up once a week for lessons and then once a week you know we would go up for for shows and during mm-hmm. the winter time there's shows every single weekend and so that's what we did as a as a family my mom my two brothers and I and and my dad the groom (laughs) oh wow that's fantastic well the groom side of it plays into this story too so I will say that the lovely characters you've created I don't know if they're modeled after people or not I did notice that it is the the subtitle is a sweet romance and it was a sweet romance so I know you said in the dedication or somewhere that part of that's due to your husband so that's a fantastic thing but um and even even one or two of the characters that are not so so lovely um are are any of them modeled after people that you knew or met along the way or should do you want to confess maybe you should (laughs) (laughs) I believe that's it um no so obviously you know what I said in in my acknowledgments about my husband you know we we had a young love story and so I love writing young love because of that yeah. and and kind of the angst of mm-hmm. of that you know um my husband and I were together from the age of 12 and you know we broke up we got back together we you know yeah. and and we grew up together too and I think you know with Mila and Alex there's there's a little bit of of friends to to more um you know Uh friends to lovers where you know they just develop this deeper connection and over time that formula leads leads to love um so that was definitely inspired in part by my relationship with my husband um the trainer trina who actually gets her Mm -hmm. own book i'm writing it right now that yeah so that is definitely her character is kind of a combination of all of the trainers that I've had over the years. (laughs) Good, good. And that you could tell from part of the story from this one, there's some backstory there with her and I'm not gonna give anything away, but there's, there's some real, there are some traumatic things that happen before the story starts. And then during the story. And part of that is the side of, of that world that I just don't even think about, you know, I, I'm, I do some low-level dressage stuff, but I'm not in that A-rated a show world. And so things that go on behind the scenes, I just, that didn't even cross my mind. So um, the way that you've woven all of that into the story gives it such authenticity. And it's really, it's beautifully done. Um, and Cyrus, of course, you know, you can't talk about characters without talking about the horse characters too. So how about him? Is he is he based on one of yours or, or one that you've known or just a combination of all the best? Yeah, definitely a combination. So I had my one of my show jumping horses, his name was Obi. Um, We called him Obi-Wan. But he, oh, man, I, you know, you have horses that you're like, I want you to live forever. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. (laughs) And that was Obi, you know, he was so steady, so sweet. But then also, you know, you have these horses who are so lazy when you're schooling and then you get in the ring and all of a sudden, you know, they're on. And uh, Cyrus, you know, he he has his kind of tick, if you will, is every time the buzzer goes off, he's he's off. And, yeah. you know, it, it plays that plays a role in the oh, story. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. Um, um, yeah. So that was that was definitely he was 
my Obi was was in in that Cyrus character for sure. Oh, I love it. Well, another thing that really struck me that was pretty special was it, you did tie in equine assisted therapy and growth and learning and all of that and writing therapeutic writing into the story. Was that something that was important to you for for to to have it in that included? Yeah, definitely. And I'm, you know, it's it's something that I'm still learning a lot about. And, and it's, I mean, anyone who spent time around horses, you, you feel that you feel how they just absorb, absorb your, your emotions. And, you know, any struggle that you're having any, it's almost like they, they soak that up from you and, and help, help it, you know, go away. And I mean, I really have experienced that on on multiple levels, um, but part of part of what inspired me to write Jump was my own journey with uh, chronic pain and chronic illness. And you know, I, I got to a point in my chronic pain where there were days I couldn't walk, I couldn't get out of bed, um, and it was almost like the only thing I could do was read and write. And that's when I started writing. And this story was almost like my way to connect back with, with the horse world, with the, you know, show jumping world while I was bedridden in in many ways. And, you know, even though I wasn't physically there with a horse, writing about the horses was so healing for me. And Oh, I'm just, I'm grateful. I look back at my life and just different ways that, that horses have been healing to me. I, I'm so grateful for that. And that's definitely, you know, this whole series in a, in a lot of ways is a testament to how these amazing beings help us heal as humans. Absolutely. That's, that's so true. And I was, I was really glad to see that that was tied in and, and a part of the story, um, with with one of the characters characters specifically, but just in general, it's they are such they're so special. So, um, and I also have to I would be remiss if I didn't say you have been able to include so many things in the book through your QR codes with previewing the next book coming along with a playlist. I mean, you mentioned, I've never seen that done where you're, you're referencing, you know, popular songs, music, whatever. And then there it is in your playlist at the end. What, what spurred you on to do that? How did that even come to mind? So, uh, you know, um, music is a really big part of my writing process. I'm always, I'm always listening to music when I'm writing and, you know, there are songs that inspire scenes and then scenes that I'm searching for the right song to fit that scene. And when I got to the end of the book, I, I realized that how much music and those songs had played a role in this book. And I just thought, man, I need to connect on this other level and I couldn't think of any way to do that other than putting a QR code in there. And yeah. that's what I did. And once I put one QR code in, I was like, well, I'm gonna put all these other QR <laughs> codes in and let people continue the journey with me. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the amazing thing I think now of 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 writers is that, you know, at least when I was growing up, you I would read a book and then 
that was it. I didn't have any way of really connecting with the author. I mean, maybe I could track down their address and send them a letter, but yeah, really, like, I don't think a lot of people do that. But now yeah. it's like you can read a book, connect with it, and then, oh, let me follow this person's Instagram or on Facebook and send them a message or tag them in a review or it's so interactive now and I really wanted that and I want that so like from my readers is that interaction and and connection with with me with the story like let's go through this together yeah well I think that's what took me so long to read as I was finishing up is I I didn't realize at first that that was happening and then when I did I was like okay wait a minute here we are so I would have to stop reading listen to the song that you had mentioned and then come back and so then now that I'm done with the book I want to come back and find my Spotify and just hold that playlist and listen in the car so but yeah you pick great songs too I love music so it all it all fits (laughs) well and so you're absolutely right that interactive part of what we can do these days is is pretty special so so speaking of all of that I, I I have to say I can't wait to hear what happens in the next in Trina's story but will you be bringing back Anya or or Mila or any of the characters they're all yes. so included. Actually, okay good. sorry let me this book just came out this is oh, fall cool. okay this is the story of Anya and her love interest Luke and this is set at the Viatech equine assisted facility. Oh, so fantastic. It is, I will say, I love jump, but fall, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And of course, I'm biased. Anya is just such a, you know, what she's been through is mm-hmm. so intense. And, I, you know, I wasn't intending to write a series when I started writing jump. I thought I have one book in me. This is what I'm going to write. And once I wrote Anya, I was like, she needs her own story. She needs, you know, people need to see what she's really gone through. And, and, and she needs to realize that she's worthy of love, even with everything that she's gone through. So that's the next book in the series. Book number two is Fall. Okay. I can't wait for that one then. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So for me and for the other readers out there who are going to want to know, what's the best way to find out about fall, to to purchase jump, to do whatever? Is, is it your website? Is it the social media? If they don't have the QR codes yet, how can they find you? So all of my books are available on Amazon. Jump is in ebook on Kindle Unlimited and paperback, and there's an audiobook uh, that was narrated well from from a girl named Shannon Vote. And then Fall is also available on Kindle Unlimited and paperback on Amazon. And uh, my website is tiffanynoelchacon.com. Uh-huh. And I'm on I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on TikTok, and all of those. It's just at Tiffany Noel Chacon. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now I have to ask though, are you going to do the narration for the audiobook for fall? Or have you talked about that yet? <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to reading it at least to start off with. And so I can't wait to see what happens next. And, uh, you know, we have the film festival next week in Albuquerque. Are you going to make it and come and visit with us? My mom is coming with me. So I'm 
grandma. So all weekend, leave the kids behind. That's awesome. Oh, great. Well, I cannot wait to meet you in person. We will see you there. And um, it's going to be a it's going to be a blast. So I'm very excited. Well, thank you for speaking with me today. And um, we'll I wish you best of luck next week in the festival with the competition part of it. But I can tell you, you won me with with jump. It's it's amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much, Julianne. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being with, here with me today. I'm Julianne Neal with JA Media Productions and with the Equus Film and Arts Fest. And I'm here speaking with one of our Equus authors, Joe Armstrong. And it has you listed Mr. Armstrong as a cattleman, a horseman, and a PhD on the front cover of your book. And so all three are equal, I'm sure. I think that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was so excited to see it. I've got it here with me. I don't know if you've got your copy with you or not, but this I is do. the Horseman's Handbook, Horse Ownership, Care, and Enjoyment. And I'm just going to tell you personally, Mr. Armstrong, this is one of the most beautiful books that I have ever read. I, I really honestly didn't know what to expect when I opened it, but you have covered everything from A to Z in the horse world. So thank you for speaking with me about it today. Thank, thank you for your kind words. Well, how, can I ask, how did you decide that it was time to write? I, I, you've got some experience here, but how did you decide when it was time to actually put it all down on paper and share it with everybody? Well, you know, I had retired from New Mexico State University where I built the horse program here. And I guess uh, for some reason, I just felt like I had a little extra time and I just wanted to put some of this on paper. And so have you had, what has the response been since you released it? Have you, what have people said to you about it? The response has been real good. We've, we've been real pleased with it. We're still learning a lot about how to promote and advertise, but we've had good response. Which is available on our website, mm -hmm. sandbook.com and on Amazon Plus. Prime. Well, I have to say, as as I was looking through it, and, and seriously, I, I hope that people who are watching the web chat will, will buy it because everything from breeding to horse care to feeding to the proper um, training, everything is in here. And so that shows me that you've had a little bit of a little bit of experience around horses. So tell me how you got started and, and what is what have some of the highlights been in your horse career? Well, you know, I started as a kid like ever, most kids enjoying horses. My grandfather was a country doctor and farmer. I got up every morning about 4.30 in the morning, went to the farm with him to get crops, tractor workers started and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then he gave me a horse. That was my first horse accident. My second horse. And uh, it started from there. And then my brother-in-law, my mentor, Albert Sides, and he was a stockman, and he brought probably the first set of quarter horses into the state of Mississippi. And so I followed him along, and he was in the cutting horse business. That's how I got started with the horses. And as I went to college, I was on the judging teams, judged horses, whatnot. And finally, I got through to grad school, and I worked as a chief cattle extension specialist 
and as a farm manager in Florida, and then later decided to move to New Mexico and start the horse program there. So you've been all over. Oh, well, I, I noticed that in one of the pictures you were riding, I think it was a bareback. You were in Starkville, Mississippi for the rodeo and you were bareback riding and it looked like you were going at it. So how, what was your thought on all of that? How the rodeo riding, did it help you a lot with getting a seat and that sort of thing? <laughs> I, I didn't keep the seat too long. They called me added money when I showed up at the rodeo. <laughs> they were all anxious to help me because I knew I, they knew I was sweetening the pot. Oh, that's fantastic. It was a great experience. It's pretty obvious that I wasn't going to make a living that way. <laughs> well, from the picture, it looked pretty good. So you must have had a good photographer following you around. <laughs> you know, a picture is only one snap. That is true. That is true. Well, who would you say would be the audience you were hoping to capture with the book? Because this, to me, is something that I've had horses a while and, and I'm learning a lot just from reading it. But I think even a, a newbie or somebody who doesn't have horses would learn a lot from this. Who who were you hoping to capture as a reader? You know, originally, as I started out, um, uh, I was trying to look at the person who was just interested in getting into horses information they would know and some of the pitfalls that they could avoid by writing the book. Mm -hmm. And the further I went into it and got with it, I realized the information is actually all of the things that each of us that owns a horse needs to know. And again, as you say, even if you don't have a horse, it is a good book because it shows so many graphic examples and whatnot. And uh, Edward, my son, did all of the layout and all of the pictures. And he did a beautiful job of explaining all that in pictures. So rather than reading it, you can see how to actually do it. So mm -hmm. Basically, I think it's a book that anybody that's interested in horses, owns horses, trains horses, or rides horses can benefit from. Well, I have to echo what you said. Your son, Edward, did a beautiful, absolutely beautiful yeah. job with everything, with the graphics and all that. And and one of the all, things... All, that, I, all I did was take a number two pencil and pad and write it down, and then he took it from there. And he took it from there. Boy, you better right. hang on to him. When yeah, you write the next one, keep, keep him on your payroll. <laughs> right. Well, one of the things I noticed, and people say it all the time, but it, it was reinforced with your book, that the purchase price is just the beginning and all the things are, are what adds up, right? And you even got, you've even put in graphs about how much to, to plan on for hay and, you know, purchasing feed and that sort of thing too. So it really is a detailed look at what it takes to own a horse. Thank you. Really? Basically is. what I did is I tried to take the, the uh, material that I'd use at New Mexico State in my horse classes we tried to run everybody through everything you would do with the horse. You took all of the classes and just tried to take all that information and string it out into one book. So it might not be in great detail, but at least everything was covered from uh, safety, all up and down to owning, using your pole, breathing your mare back. Mm -hmm. Try to put a, a general overview of horse ownership and enjoyment. Right, right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, one of my favorite pictures was the one, I think, that was your first horse, Beauty. And right. pretty, pretty little paint. And then you told me that you were out riding this morning. So you, you've still got horses. How many would you say you've owned over the years? 
Oh, you know, that's a difficult question. It would be several, several hundred probably. That's what I figured. <laughs> Is there one that stands out? I'm sure beauty was special, but did you have any others that were pretty special to you? Well, this Rankin's Remedy course is very special to me, first of all, because he belonged to one of my mentors, you know, and, mm -hmm. and then he was passed down to me, and he's such a good horse. He, he actually bred the mare here to our stallion. He's, he's a very special horse. That's fantastic. Oh, make, makes me want to go out and pet mine for sure. <laughs> good. If somebody wanted to find the book, if somebody other than me wants to read it, where can they find you and where can they find the information about how to buy it? Well, horsemanshandbook.com is our website and all the information is there, or you can go to Amazon Prime, either one. Okay. If they'd like to call us, we'll welcome to visit with us too. Fantastic. Well, now we're going to be in Albuquerque in a couple of weeks and you're in New Mexico. So I'm hoping that means that we'll get to see you at the festival. Are you able to come? That, that is our plan at this point in time. Yes. Very good. Well, Very good. We're looking forward to it. Fantastic. Well, best of luck at the festival. I know that everybody's going to love the book. And so I can't wait to share it with them when we all get there and um, safe travels. We look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank the you. visit. I appreciate you speaking with me, Mr. Armstrong. Right. See you again. Have a beautiful day. You too. Please be sure to tune in next week when Julianne and I have another interesting conversation with one of our Equus Film and Arts Fest filmmakers, artists, or authors. 